1: From APM, American Public Media, and WNYC, this is Freakonomics Radio on Marketplace. Here's the host of Marketplace, Kai Rizdahl. Time now for a little Freakonomics Radio. It's that moment. Every couple of weeks, we talk to Stephen Dubner, the co-author of the books and the blog of the same name, the hidden side of everything is what he does. Hey, Dubner, how are you? (laughs) Hey, Kai, I'm great. Hey, I've got a question for you today. Um, Mm
0: -hmm. How well do you think that a computer would do your job this radio <laughs> right. show? What are you kidding? You've been probing <laughs> my nightmares? What? <laughs> That's well, not a good question. Here's the thing. It strikes me we're at this very interesting point in history where we've all become very reliant on computers, and yet there are some mm-hmm. things that humans do and will always do better, like radio hosting. But go. let me ask you this uh, parallel question. Okay. How good are you at driving, let's say? Ooh. Uh, well, I'm a man, so of course I say I'm a great driver. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Right? So no matter how how good you are even good drivers obviously pose a risk yes. I, I was talking about this with a fellow named raj raj kumar he's an engineering professor at carnegie mellon in pittsburgh
1: because 93% of accidents happened due to human error we really are trying to basically take the human uh, error uh, tendency out of the picture. Okay, 93% I get, but how do you take human error tendency out of the picture, dude? Here's what you do, Kai you do not let humans
0: drive, okay? Oh, so, okay. Raj Kumar heads up a Carnegie Mellon team that's been developing a driverless car. Yeah. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I went for a ride in this car. Really?
1: I- that's yep, I, I, was, I was about to ask if you got to drive it, but I guess not.
0: Uh, I didn't get to drive. Nobody got <laughs> to drive it.
1: <laughs> but, so did uh, you go out like on the city streets of, of uh, where's Carnegie Mellon? Pittsburgh, right?
0: We didn't. It's in Pittsburgh. In this case, we just drove around a big track that Carnegie Mellon has built on the site of an old steel mill. Um, but there were on this track, there are other cars, bicyclists, there's a skateboarder in the road, there's stoplights,
1: there's construction, all, all the elements of real driving. Yeah. Does it, um, what does this thing look like? Does it have like the big camera turret on top so it can see what's going on and sensors and all Actually,
0: that? Actually, no. So that's the Google car that right. a lot of people have seen pictures of. Um, so, Carnegie Mellon's developing this car for General Motors. So, this was a Cadillac SUV, and their mission is to build a driverless car that, A, doesn't look like a robot, and yeah. B, is relatively affordable. So all the cameras and sensors and radars are embedded in the bumpers and elsewhere. It looks pretty much like a stock mm-hmm. car unless you open up uh, the spare tire compartment. That's where all the computers are. Yeah. And then there's also the, uh, a big red kill button on the
1: dashboard. <laughs> is, is that from when the car about to crash into something and you're sitting there going, ah! And, and Well, that.
0: that's the issue here, okay? So GM and Google are not not the only ones developing driverless cars. There's a lot of competition, which I would argue is a very good thing. And from all the evidence so far, it appears to be astonishingly successful at low speeds and high speeds, city streets, highways. And it looks like a driverless car will screw up a lot less than a car driven by us, by humans. So then the question gets to be, when do we get it? When does this happen for real? And what interests me, really, is what kind of effects will that have on society? Well, spitball it for me. I mean, what's going to happen? Well... Honestly, I personally think it's a revolution waiting to happen. You just think about all the industries that get affected, for better or worse. So the auto industry, of course, the insurance industry. um, Older people could live on their own longer if they don't have to drive themselves. Uh, Drunk driving wouldn't be such a big concern, which is good news for restaurants and bars. But to me, the biggest impact by a long, long shot is safety. Yeah, because lots of people die in car accidents. 34,000 traffic deaths a year, roughly in the U.S. And if you look worldwide, 1 million deaths from traffic fatalities. And there's injuries. And in the U.S., traffic accidents send more than 2 million adults to the ER each year. And, And, of course, the economic cost of all this danger is massive. There's also the fact that
1: most people enjoy driving. Pry this steering wheel from my cold, dead hands.
0: Well... That is a common sentiment. Yeah. But The fact is that most of us don't drive anywhere near as safely as we think about. Here, get this, Kai. About 80% of drivers rate themselves above average, uh-huh. which That's, is, of course, statistically yep. not possible. And believe me, if we found out that human error by, let's say, public radio hosts was causing <laughs> one million deaths worldwide, my friend Kai, I would
1: replace you with a computer in a heartbeat. Stephen Dubner, Freakonomics.com is the website. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thanks for having me. All right, man. Bye-bye.
0: Hey, podcast listeners. On the next Freakonomics Radio, it's something you do every time you eat at a restaurant or get your hair cut, but we're going to tell you Everything wrong with it. I don't like to
1: tip. I think tipping's tipping's unpleasant.
0: It's discriminatory. The more tipping you see in a given country, the more corruption you generally see in that country as well. Should tipping be banned? That's next time on Freakonomics Radio.